And hello, everyone. Talk of the Town is up and running in Oak Ware, Wisconsin, USA. I'm Scott Montesano. And as always, as always, this is where the Chippewa Valley comes to talk. Another day is upon us and a brand new month, our first show in the month of October, though at the time of this recording, it definitely does not feel like October. We got temperatures in the upper 60s into the 70s, though by the time some of you tune on in, uh, we'll very much feel like we are in fall. Lots coming up this month, and we'll touch on a little bit here in a moment, but you, you got the referendums coming up. You'll be hearing a lot more about those referendums. You're already getting many of the political ads. But as an aside, having spent five years in Des Moines, Iowa, and another very, very long year in Mason City, Iowa, it's nothing. From a, You could go about eight months, if not a year, leading up to an election, particularly with uh, the caucuses and what have you, and not see an ad that was not political. No, no car ads, no food ads, nothing. All political ads. And then there was almost a celebration when you'd start seeing ads that were not political after everything. You don't quite have that yet here. You're getting a number of other ads, but I think we're all at this point starting to get a little... And they're all negative. They're all negative ads, and they're, they're, they're meant to scare you. And a lot of them are done by the independent super PACs, not necessarily the campaigns themselves. It's all negative, and everyone's, everyone's the devil. But I'm not the devil. That's pretty much what the, the, these ads are. But, but we, we digress. We don't talk statewide politics on this program. We focus right here in the Chippewa Valley. We got lots to get to today, as we always do. And we begin with this. And that is the Oakwood Mall. That is the Oakwood Mall and the future, if there is one, for the Oakwood Mall. Obviously, the the news dropping over the weekend uh, about the closing of the movie theaters at the Oakwood Mall. The AMC theaters closing over the weekend. So no longer is there a movie theater at the Oakwood Mall, that is now the latest empty space that the mall has. Now, when you think of the mall, when you drive by, and a lot of us drive by it regularly, there, there, there's places you go, even if you don't go to the mall, there's places there that you, that you frequent probably, and when you drive by the mall, you kind of careen your neck and wander your eyes so as not to make any sort of contact. It's almost like you don't want the mall to see that you're there. It's like looking at a lonely old lady sitting by herself at a coffee shop. You don't want to make eye contact. Because you can go and you can say hi, but you know you can't fix the real pain. And that's the thing with the mall. You know, oh, I could go in there, I guess, and support it, but how? But, 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 but I can't save the mall. I can't turn it back to 1998. I can't take it back to 1988. 
the AMC theaters shuttering their doors, not overly surprising in a general sense that the theater shut its doors because it's a nationwide trend that the, the movie industry is struggling with attendance by and large, unless it's a big blockbuster. And if you look at me, I've only been to, I think, one movie, maybe two two movies in the last year. Because I'm not a big superhero guy. I don't like superhero movies. And that's really what they keep pumping out over and over again. But they don't, you know, you're not getting a lot of good rom-coms and stuff like that. And yeah, some people stay home. It's the issue with every sort of live entertainment right now. People are staying home and, you know, all that sort of thing. So the fact that the theater is shutting their doors, not overly surprising, but does not mean it's not disappointing. And it's another deep scratch for the Oakwood Mall, which back in 2017 lost Macy's, then you lost Yonkers, then you lost Sears, so you lost big department stores. And there was some optimism prior to the pandemic about the mall maybe pivoting You got the Hobby Lobby that opened up when the home furniture went in. I think there was some excitement when the home furniture went in. But you can't even enter the home furniture via the mall's interior. So you got that big wall that's right there instead. You had the Five Guys burgers and fries that arrived. That was really exciting when it arrived. And I like Five Guys, but you kind of forget it's there now. The food court is in shambles. There, you know, you've got some good stores that are inside of the mall, but but what really what would take you to the mall? A lot of us will go for Shields, but you never actually have to step inside past Shields to go into the mall. So what does the future hold for the Oakwood Mall? Because I think we all have to start having this real discussion in this area. A real discussion in this area. With the understanding that we don't ultimately get a say in it right now. Brookfield Partners, which acquired General Growth Properties back in 2018, they own the Oakwood Mall as well as many other malls around the country, including Fox River Mall in Appleton. They, they have one in the Milwaukee suburbs. They have the one in St. Cloud. Uh, they are a mall holding company, is Brookfield Partners. And who knows ultimately what they want to do? Honestly, I bet you they just plan to sit on the mall. If somebody wants to pay rent and go in, great. Otherwise, it's just going to sit there. It's valuable property. It's valuable land, even if it's empty. It's no different than all the other empty storefronts you see in town. And you don't necessarily see commercial realtors dropping their prices to get somebody in there and sometimes not even working overly hard to get something in there because the the property is valuable if it sits empty. And in fact, if somebody goes in there, you almost have to spend some money to keep it up. It's frustrating, but it's what commercial realtors do. It just is what they do. 
They're rich in the what-ifs. They're not necessarily liquid, but they can borrow on the property. They, they, they're, they're worth that still. It's just not liquid. It's there. I got it. If I ever want to turn it in, it's like an IOU. It's like when your wife would give you an IOU one back rub for Valentine's Day. You've got that. All right. You know you've got a back rub. It's, it's yours. You just haven't turned it in yet. Same thing with this property. So Brookfield Partners is probably just going to sit on the mall for right now. There's no incentive for growth. Why spend on something that's already growing in value? It's already growing in value for them. So the, the closing of the AMC mall just continues a downward trend for not only the Oakwood Mall, but for malls in general. It's no different than any other mall. It's nothing that we've done wrong in this community. It's nothing that Brookfield Partners is doing wrong. It's just the, the reality of the situation. Uh, you can't uh, Malls as we knew them 20 years ago are not the same now. Aaron White, with the economic division of the city of Eau Claire, he said they've reached out. He said the city has reached out. The city has tried to present ideas to the mall. They've tried to partner with the mall on what can be done with that area. The indication I've always gotten from Aaron White, and it kind of comes through in the various reportings you've gotten now in the last little bit. I'd love to get him back on one of our other podcasts. In fact, I'm going to mark that down for our new business over brews. I think that'd be a good one. Just look at me. I'm actually going to write that down here uh, with that is the indication I get is they just keep getting stonewalled. You know, that they, they reach out to Brookfield partners, but the city has no direct say over what goes on there. It's not like downtown. It's not the same as the downtown redevelopment. Aaron White and the city can suggest things. They can try to partner, but if Brookfield Partners just isn't interested, there's nothing they can do about it. And Brookfield Partners is out of the area. They have nothing to do with the area. Anybody that works at those offices, they're just stewards. There's nothing they can do. There's, there's no local boot on the ground that has a decision-making capability. What could be done to the mall? What could the future be? For the Oakwood Mall? Well, you've seen successful things happen elsewhere. The idea that the mall that you and I remember coming back is not the case right now. There may be a time when malls return as we all thought of them. When you take a sit back, you start thinking, malls make a lot of sense you go to one place, you walk around, you can hit a bunch of spots, food, all that. It's all in one spot, as opposed to now, you go to one store, then you drive to another store, and then you go someplace else to get something to eat. If you ever just want to get out of the house, it's hard to do. A mall provided you, hey, I can go and I can kind of take a look at spots. Malls made sense, but again, Reality is, at least for right now in the near future, malls, as you and I remember them, cannot exist. All right? Once the momentum in a market starts backpedaling, it's not turning around. 
I'd say for the Oakland Mall, probably 10 years ago. 10 years ago probably is when you started to see. Once you started to lose the big department stores, the reality was on the wall, on the wall and people started to slowly stay away from the mall. The mall had kind of a dying sense to it, and here we are. So what could be done? Some areas have taken the malls and turned them into housing. Redevelop, you know, rezone them, all that. You, you become a housing complex. Others have utilized the space for entertainment complexes. Malls in Mason City, Iowa and Des Moines, Iowa are opening big sporting arenas in what used to be department stores. Mason City has seen a lot of success with theirs. Down in the Des Moines area, they're doing the same thing here coming up soon. So it makes an awful lot of sense to maybe think of that. Sporting venues. I chatted with Benny Anderson maybe about a year ago with Visit Eau Claire. He mentioned they'd looked at part of the mall for maybe the area's much-needed convention center space. And he said that uh, that discussion, I guess, kind of went nowhere because there were already plans that apparently Brookfield had, but we haven't seen anything. Also, a lot of malls have just chopped themselves up and just become shopping centers. They're not, you know, where the stores aren't connected by an interior artery. Instead, you basically become, everybody enters from the outside into stores. You chop them up and you become a shopping center as opposed to an enclosed mall. All these things we've seen, all these things you would think are on the table, for the Oakwood Mall, will any of them occur? Remains to be seen. And it's up to people that you and I have no contact with, that you and I have no power over, that the city has no power over. You are hearing some people, people really trying to fuel the rumor that Mike on Cinemas may take over the theater space. And we'll have to see. Dan Olson did not really squash that rumor right away when the media went to him and said, hey, you know, what about this space? And I don't blame them either. And Mike on Cinemas. You know, explore it. They have that location right there on London Road. And if you've been inside of there, it's a lovely theater. They got those brand new seats. Well, new seats, what, as of, what, five years ago? But they're, they're really comfy seats, beautiful seats, but they're very small theaters. The AMC theaters were a little bigger. And even if you were to take out the chairs AMC has and you put in the bigger, comfier chairs that Micon has, and, yeah, that'll decrease the capacity no matter what, you would have bigger space. So you wonder, would Micon think about it? You know, what would they do? Would they shutter their London Road operation and move everything to AMC? That's all for them to run the numbers. And you may see them do something like that. You may see them try to partner with that theater there. But we'll have to see. But for right now, all you and I have is a mall that's continuously dying. That feels like we're watching a slow death and it's sad to drive by it. And let's be, at, let's be honest. It's, it's just sad to see malls overall decline. 
I would, I, I bet there's a part of it. It's funny how sociology and history work. I'm 41 years old and I sit and I lament the days of the mall and, and how you used to, especially when I was growing up in the nineties, if you wanted to see people, you'd go to the mall and you'd run into people and you'd, you'd, you'd see people you knew and you'd see people you hadn't seen in a while. You'd go to the mall and it was a center of activity and there would be events at the mall. They bring in kids dance groups and bands and stuff like that at various malls. It was a center of activity. And I think it's very much the same way people 30 years ago used to talk about the death of downtowns. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny how it's all worked in, uh, in a cyclical nature, isn't it? I, I, I give you this before we move on to our next topic, though, because you'll see people that'll go out oh, of hell with the Oakwood Mall anyway, and who needs it? Remember this, everybody, and I'll tell you, this is something that most every community leader understands and believes, most every. And those who don't think of it are quickly realizing it now. It's great that downtown Eau Claire has been seeing its growth. That's great. What's been done at River Prairie is outstanding. But this area, the Oakwood Mall area, that is where most out-of-towners get their first impression of our region. For better or for worse, there's a lot of people that when they come to our area, they're not going that deep in. That's the truth of any community that's off of an interstate. There's a lot of traffic on I-94, and people get off, and what they're seeing is that area. And if they're greeted by a dead mall, that is not a good sign for our community. It just isn't. Oh, well, we got a great downtown. Oh, if they checked out River Prairie, they're not going to go that far. And I'm not talking about the people that are just getting off to get some gas. I'm talking about people that maybe are coming in for a weekend. Maybe they're coming in for homecoming this weekend. They're going to come in, stay at one of the hotels around that area. They're going to eat at those chain restaurants that are out that way. Maybe they'll go to a favorite haunt when they used to live in Eau Claire. But you're, you'd be surprised at how little they would take in of the area. That's not the same for everybody that comes in that's a visitor out of town, but a lot are that way. People that come in for a wedding or something like that. You know, the people that are coming in to actually see the area, they're going to come in and take, and take a gander around. But a lot of people that are coming with a singular focus, if their first impression is a dead mall area, and hey, there's going to be a Chick-fil-A soon, and all, that's great, but if you've got a big, clumped-up dead mall with all that empty sea of parking around it, it's a bad look. But we got River Prairie. Great. River Prairie's outstanding. They're not going to get that far. And that's not where their first impression's going to be. Uh, 
Speaking of first impressions and second impressions and all of that, the Okra Area School District holding its first listening session on Thursday as far as promoting the upcoming referendum. You're starting to see them go on a media tour. I'll tell you right now, they'd be stupid if they didn't reach out to us. They won't, but uh, they'd be stupid if they didn't reach out to us. And uh, a story, by the way, I already know some people didn't read the whole thing. Remember back in the spring, Tim Nordine. There we go. I wanted to see what this was that just came through there. Ah, nothing good. Remember back in the spring, uh, Tim Nordine, uh, school board president, as well as the overall school board, got those terroristic threats from a gentleman out in California. And this was during a very testy time people have with school boards all over the country and fear of liberalism and CRT and all these sort of things. And Tim Nordine had terroristic threats made against him uh, and his family. Well, long story short, you saw over the saw over the weekend, those terroristic threats made against him, the charges locally were dropped. And people go, oh, of course he, uh, Bob, uh, see, read the story, folks. Tim Nordine, the terroristic threats that were made against him by the perpetrator, they were dropped. And the reason they were dropped actually makes a lot of logical sense because this perpetrator has already now been convicted of a similar crime in California. Already been convicted of a similar crime in California and local prosecutors went, there's, there's no need. There's no need. Let's, let's, let's move on to another case. The guy's from California. It's been taken care of. We move on. I like, oddly enough, logic playing a role in everything. Okay, logic playing a role. So don't read that story and go, see, it was nothing. No, it was, it was everything. Credit to, the, <laughs> credit to, 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 to local prosecution. They go, hey, we, we got other things we can worry about right now than this. There's already a punishment. We, we don't have to add to the punishment. Uh, City of Eau Claire, still working on extending the amount of bus service to UW-Eau Claire extending weeknight times and more availability on weekends. Transit Commission gave approval last month. City and the university working on the final details uh, as there's a contract being drafted. Currently, the last bus leaves the Davies Center in the middle of the campus on 1030 on weeknights. This would now go to 11. Doesn't seem like a big deal, but apparently it is. Then on Saturdays, this is a little bit bigger, and we wonder, on Saturdays, they would also extend from 6 o'clock to 11. So there'd be, they would, they would uh, not, not 6 to 11, they, they would increase beyond 5.30. That's 5.30 on the weekends is when the last bus leaves Davies. That would be extended as well. So right now it would go f- to 11 o'clock on weeknights, and it would go beyond the current 5.30 on the weekends to some extent. The other thing that's kind of interesting, we were just talking about the Oakwood Mall. This new service would increase the amount of runs to the Oakwood Mall on Saturdays and other shopping centers in the area. And I think that's what they'll end up having to draft, especially in light of the news about the theater closing. But on Saturdays, they want to add an additional service to places like the Oakwood Mall, and it would go 
up to 11 o'clock at night. Right now they've got some runs out to the Oakland Mall and it stops at 6. Now they want to extend it to 11. Again, they've got to work on the drafting and what have you because there's no need for the bus to be going all the way to 11 at Oakland Mall anymore because the theater closed down. When you still had the theater, it made a lot of sense to have a later buzz because you have movies running and all that. There's other things to consider as well, though. This is not just about people going to the mall to do things and shop. This is also about the student workers who work at the mall and at places around the mall in the commercial district that there is there. So you have to keep that in mind, uh, too. But the planning on increasing the services. And uh, before we go today... As I just kind of put it on the family radar, planning it out, uh, the library's been open downtown for, what, two, three weeks? Have you been inside the library yet? I've yet to come across somebody who's been inside the library. That's not a bad thing. I'm, I'm sure it's getting a lot of use. I am sure it's getting a lot of use. I'd be very disappointed if it's not. But it kind of got off our pattern for a couple of years in our family. And our kids are a little older now, so they're not reading as much. They'll read, but it used to be when they're four or five years old, they'd sit and read their books, and mommy would read, their, read them their stories uh, at night before they went to bed. I kind of wanted our kids to get back on that. My, my wife has kind of gotten lazy. They'll, they'll always cuddle with her in bed. They can't change that pattern. The, the kids have no trouble falling asleep. They just cuddle with her in bed, and then we move them into their beds. But they, they watch TV now all the way until they fall asleep. And we got to kind of get off that pattern. They used to always read books, and they don't read books anymore. Don't like that. Don't like that at all. So I, I got it on the radar. I want to get back to the library with the family. Oddly enough, you, you think about it, there's things that that library, from a business standpoint, I should take advantage of. There's places to go take advantage of the internet there, quiet place to work. They've got rooms that you can rent out. And I should start thinking about that more often. Uh, back with you on Thursday for another edition of Talk of the Town. On behalf of everyone who made this podcast possible, I'm Scott Monasano saying there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. Make sure to take advantage of it. And until next time, so long, everybody.
Making sure you and your loved ones can live comfortably in the future starts with choices you make today. At RBC Wealth Management, they can help you make the right choices in using the assets you've built up over a lifetime. Whether it's leaving something for your loved ones, enjoying your own retirement, or giving to a favorite charity, RBC Wealth Management will help you plan for the coming years and the coming generations. Call the Quigley Group at the Eau Claire office of RBC Wealth Management at 715-858-7788 to see how they can help. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSE, FINRA, SIPC.